today is Thursday, February 28th, 2019, and we have reached the end of February. Tomorrow is the 1st of March, and we'll have to find out if it comes in like a lamb or a lion, as you know, and I'm sure Big Fatty will talk about that. I think he does every year. Anyway, um, I should have podcasted earlier this week, but I just didn't, and now I'm podcasting. Um, I did watch the Oscars on Sunday night, and I actually really enjoyed the show, especially without uh, a host. I thought it went really well without the host, and it, um, I, don't, I don't think it was as long as last year's, but it still went past three hours. But anyway, um, I uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I downloaded an um, Oscar ballot, and you can select your choices for who you want to win. So I um, went through the entire thing and picked who I wanted to win. And there are 20 awards, and I actually selected or picked 13 of them correctly. And then I did the math, and that's only 65%, so it's not very good. <laughs> but considering that I didn't see all these movies, I think that's pretty good. Um, a couple highlights. I was so happy to see that Regina King won for Best Supporting Actress um, for... If Beale Street Could Talk. Now, that's I have not seen that movie, but um, I really want to see it. And she won the, uh, was it the SAG Award or the Golden Globe or something? Or maybe both of them, I'm not sure. And then the other ones, I think were pretty much expected. Actor in a leading role was Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody and Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Now, the interesting thing about Mahershala Ali is he's only been nominated for, uh, for an Oscar twice. And he's won both times. I wonder if that man is going to, you know, you know, uh, I forget which um, uh, male has the most Oscars, but I wonder if he will surpass that person, whoever that is. You'd think I would know that, but I don't. Um, I think uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think it won three Oscars. And Green Book, I think, won three, maybe. You know, I don't know. Um Roma actually did pretty well. I think they won three, too. And I think they all went to the same guy, the director, Alfonso Curon. Um, it was a good movie, but I told you, I, I think I told you, I don't really, didn't really get it. But anyway, uh, the Best Picture Oscar went to Green Book. And um, that's, again, a movie I did not see. But I know a lot about it, and I want to see it. So the big disappointment, I think, as, as everyone was uh, talking about and mentioning, the big upset of the Oscars was that Glenn Close did not win for the wife. It went to, for that, this is an actress in a leading role, it went to Olivia Coleman from The Favorite. And I have not seen The Favorite, but I, again, want to see it. There are several movies I want to see. I want to see The Favorite, Vice, um... What's the other one? Oh, Green Book. Um, if Beale Street Could Talk. Um, I can't think of the others. Maybe that's all of them. So I want to see all those that uh, finishing up the Oscar uh, viewing. Um, what else is I going to say? I guess that's it about the Oscars. I really should have talked about on a Monday or Tuesday when it was really fresh in my mind because... Um, Little things like uh, Billy Porter wore a huge gown uh, on the red carpet, and he was interviewing people, and that was cute and funny and all that. During the actual show, I think the best uh, people, the presenters, I think the best presenters were um, the girls, um, Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey, and um, 
Oh God, what's her name? <laughs> the blonde one. Oh, I can't think. She did Parks and Rec. And I know everyone's shouting at the microphone. I can't think of her name because I'm old and I forget things. But anyway, I thought they were the funniest, especially since they were not doing any kind of, um, you know, a, a host. <laughs> God, I feel like Big Fatty. I can't remember anything. <laughs> it's too bad. Um, moving on to other things. I don't know if anybody watched the um, hearings yesterday of Michael Cohen telling the uh, Senate, um, uh, I don't know what the committee was, uh, talking to them and answering all their questions. And it was funny because all of the Republicans, of course, were mean and never asked a single question about Trump or um, things like that. They just, they were attacking Michael Cohen's character. Granted, he does, they do have a good reason to question his character because he lied the first time he, um, you know, talked to Congress. But this time, what he said about his um, lying was that it was because he was protecting Trump at the time. He was still an employee of Trump's and he was, uh, you know, uh, lying because he was trying to protect his client. Well, this time he says, now I'm not lying. This is the truth. And these are all the things about Trump that are real. For example, the um, Russian connection, the uh, racism, the misogyny, all those kinds of things. That he, uh, Michael Cohen confirmed them. And then he had lots of good evidence of the um, paying off of the porn stars because he had um, personal checks from Donald Trump and others in the organization repay him for the um, the $131,000 that he paid to Stormy Daniels out of his own home equity loan. Uh, there was another thing, if I if I listen to it carefully, I think this is correct. Michael Cohen uh, was in debt at one time for 22, I think it was $22 million. And he said multiple times and during the hearing, because I was pretty much watching the whole thing, those people kept questioning about him being um, in debt and what what do the banks and all, um, and all were saying about him or, or trying to get him to repay the loans and stuff. And he flat out said, I have not defaulted on any of these loans, sir. I currently have a, uh, I don't know what he called it, but it was a loan where you consolidate all your different um, debts into one bill. He said, I make a $70,000 payment every month. I have not missed one month. I am not in default on any loans. So, I mean, just hearing that, who in the world, well, granted, I'm a, a very average citizen, but good God, even the super rich, who who is in debt for $22 million and is making a $70,000 payment every month just to keep it going? I think that is outrageously high. But um, anyway, the Democrats actually, when I was listening to them question, they all pretty much start out by saying, you know, uh, we're very sorry that you and your family are having to go through this. We know that this is hard on your wife and your children. And and then they got into asking the questions. And it was like they um, all planned it ahead of time. They figured out, you know, you will ask him about this, and I'll ask him about that, and you ask him about this. You know, so it's like they all had it planned so that each one would, would ask different questions, but also all were, um, you know, being uh, you know, concerned about his family and children. So... I thought it was good. I don't know that it's going to change anything. I do think the one thing that came out of that was that he said the Southern District of New York, I think it was Southern District of New York, is probably doing their own investigation on Trump, or, or probably or is doing their own investigation on Trump. So 
there's possible Ill illegal things that they're going to get him for that way. So uh, I think that was interesting. Um, at the same time that the hearings were going on, our dear president, President Trump, was, uh, um, well, probably in bed, but um, he is over in, or he was, I don't know if he's on his way home yet or not, but he was in Vietnam to talk to Kim Jong-un, as he says it, about um, nuclear deals and uh, nuclear weapons and stuff. And as of this morning, Trump and Kim Jong-un broke off the talks because they could not reach um, an agreement on what they can do. So um, Trump said, sometimes you just got to walk away. I think that's interesting because he never walks away from anything. He tries to, um, you know, battle everything. I don't know if you can hear my chair keeps making noise. I also had the window open and I closed the window. But anyway, um, so once again, Trump got nothing out of Kim Jong-un. He, he is kind of, well, we all know that he's a crazy man because the, when the first time he had talks with Kim Jong-un, he came out of that thinking that they just had such a successful talk and such a successful um, time together. And I'm thinking, dude, you got nothing. You got nothing for that. So here we go again. He got nothing, absolutely nothing from Kim Jong-un. So that was a waste of time and it's certainly a lot of waste of taxpayer money flying him all the way over to Vietnam. So um, what a waste there. I think he's on his way home right now. I don't remember what they said this morning, but anyway... Actually, the lo the uh, noon news, or I should say the midday news is on now. It's not noon. It's 11.20 in the morning, but um, our local station does that. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to other things. So, um, you know, I have all these YouTube channels, my own personal channel, my uh, wine channel, my um, children's books channel, and my Macintosh channel, or my Apple channel. Um, the Apple channel, I hadn't posted a video for like, three months or something like that. So yesterday I said, all right, I've got to get got to get on this and uh, make some kind of video. So I, this is the bad part. I watched several movies or movies, videos on YouTube about iPhone tips and tricks. And then I decided to take four, five or six of them and make a short video about tips and tricks, <laughs> basically just using other people's information. And I just made my own little video because I had to put something up there because I was getting all these subscribers and, um, I don't have any, you know, any new content. So um, it's a really short video. I think it's like six or seven minutes long. And there's, there are a couple of the tips that I thought were really interesting um, that I never would have known to do. So um, go over to my channel. It's called My Slice of Apple and check out the latest video. And I actually think I tweeted that yesterday. I think I did tweet it on my Archer tweet Twitter feed. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's this. Now, the reason I'm playing this song called Pretty in Pink by the Psychedelic Furs is because on this date, February 28th, uh, 1986, the movie Pretty in Pink was released in theaters, and I remember seeing it in the theaters, and I just loved it at the time, and I still love it now, but mostly because of the guys who were um, in that movie. I thought there were some cute guys at the time, because uh, in 1986, I was 22 years old, so um, I was in that stage of 
noticing hot guys, especially because they were probably around my age too. But one really, really cute guy in the movie was Andrew McCarthy. I, I think he looks like shit these days, but <laughs> back then he was really cute. And he was the uh, main character's uh, wannabe boyfriend. Um, you remember that movie? Surely everybody who's listening knows that movie. It had Molly Ringwald in it, and she was, um, you know, this kind of odd bird who, um, he, what's his name? I don't know what his character's name, tell you the truth. Um, but um, he wanted to be the boyfriend. He wanted to be Molly Ringwald's boyfriend, and um, they go through the whole thing of them dating and then not dating and then getting back together at the end and all this stuff. So anyway... That was a really good movie, and I'm going to stop this music now because I think it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> anyway, that that movie, I think, was a really good representation of the 80s at the time. And I really love the 80s. Everything 80s I like. The I don't, maybe that's, I wouldn't dress this way, but I, think I, I like the way people dress back then. I was um, one of the very preppy um, people who wore, like, um, khakis and... Um, either Isa Lacoste shirts or button-down shirts, and like the way um, Andrew McCarthy looked in the movie, I was just like that. And then there also were some pretty um, asshole people, like in high school. Well, I had, actually that was the end of college, but um, like James Spader in the movie was a real dick, and there was a, there were people who were real dicks in college and in high school too. So I don't know. Just I, when I saw that, I saw that actually on Twitter. I follow um, what's it called the. Uh, like it was called old school 80s and they tell you uh, every day they, they list several different things that have been happening on this day and for example other things that happened on this day um, like in 1984 it was the 26th grammys and michael jackson won eight awards um in 1983 on february 28th was the final episode of mash do you remember the the tv show mash that was the final episode at that time um, when there wasn't cable as much, you know, all these different cable channels. 125 million people tuned in to watch the final episode of MASH. So there's that. And then they have, um, I don't, I didn't ever care for them. Uh, the band Rush released their album, Tom Sawyer, but I don't, I don't follow Rush. Anyway, I love the 80s. So I have Apple Music on uh, well, I have Apple Music on my iPhone and um, and on iTunes on my computer, and you can listen to the um, Apple Music pretty much anywhere. Well, I clicked on the it's I think it's called Essential Eighties or something like that, and I listened to I mean they have this like big long playlist of probably I don't know a hundred songs maybe all from the eighties. At least I thought they were all from the eighties. I'm not so sure about that, but um, I think the majority of them are from the eighties. And the one thing I like about Apple Music is that I can download all those songs to my computer and make my own playlist. I'm, I'm sure that when, it, if and when I ever cancel Apple Music, all those songs go away that I downloaded while I'm, you know, while I have Apple Music. But in the meantime, I think it's kind of cool. You can download all these different songs. You don't have to pay for them because you have Apple. You're paying nine ninety nine a month for Apple Music and make your own playlist. So I downloaded probably. 80 of these songs, um, the 80s songs, I'm going to make my own playlist and um, probably play it while I am on the um, treadmill because uh, I listen to, first I listen to Big Fatty when I'm on the treadmill every day and that takes me, because I listen to him at one and a half speed, (laughs) that takes me about, um, I don't know, 
12 minutes or something like that to listen to a show. Maybe it's 14 minutes, something like that. And then um, I have a hard time picking which podcast I want to listen to next because I have so many podcasts on my phone that I have not listened to. Like if I look at my iPhone right now and I go to the, I use this downcast thing um, to manage my podcast, but I've got three foul monkeys I haven't listened to. I've got four blind times I haven't listened to. I've got seven gayish podcasts I have not listened to. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so far behind. Um, five This American Lives, um, five Pink Wheel Nuts. I just have so much. I did get excited last week when Arthur from the Amarones podcast um, posted a, a podcast. It was mostly sad about his dog, but um, anyway, um, I, so I listened to that one right away. But all these other ones, I, I, I don't know when to listen to them because I'm only on the treadmill for like 30, 35 minutes. So I don't necessarily have time to listen to Big Fatty and, and another complete show. So I have to find time to listen to these podcasts because I'm so far behind. Now, I don't know how I got to that. How did I get to podcasts from... Oh, I know, because I was talking about Apple Music, and I talked about Apple Music because I was talking about Pretty in Pink from the 80s. That's how I got onto that. Um, you know how you get, like, in a YouTube... Um, what's it called? YouTube... Um, what, do they, what do they call that when you... Um, oh, YouTube cycle, I guess, when you go from one video to the next to the next to the next. Well, that's how I'm doing my topics on this podcast, which I am so sorry for. Anyway, um, one last thing. So... Every year we have a Mardi Gras party because my husband is um, Catholic and he still goes to church and he, you know, follows all the all of the um, holidays and stuff. And Mardi Gras is coming up next week, I believe. Yeah, I think it's the fifth. Um, anyway, we're going to have a Mardi Gras party on Saturday, the second of March, and we always, well, every year we. Um, invite like a ton of people like 25 people and just hope that like 10 or 12 people show up well this year we invited 22 i think and 20 of them have said they're coming <laughs> so we're gonna have a really big um group of people here if they all sh if they all actually show up because actually one of the listeners um kevin is going to come and he lives here in dc because i so i invited him to the party he's coming um the only thing that could stop it is we're supposed to be getting some snow tomorrow, but it's supposed to be like tonight into tomorrow morning, so maybe it will all be gone by Saturday, and everyone will be able to come to the party, because I think that would be fun. And of course, my husband's, got, my husband's going to make um, gumbo and I think shrimp creole and one other. Now, what's another um, um, Louisiana dish? Gumbo, shrimp creole, and... There's something else. There's like a third one. He's making a ton of this stuff, and I, I can't think of the third one. Anyway, he makes a bunch of food, and people come over, and they eat his gumbo, and we just hang out and have um, a lot of Virginia wine and um, just like have a little party. So that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Um, other than that, I might enjoy the snow tomorrow. We'll see if it actually shows up, if it actually shows up. Anyway, that is all I have for today, boys and girls. So thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great weekend. And until next time, bye.